Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. It's a new year. It's the same us. But I, mean, I, I actually beg to differ. I think it's <laughs> new, new year, new you, new, no, new year. I somehow changed and I am resurrected. <laughs> As our friend Mariah said, she has turned to goo, mm-hmm. went in a cocoon and she's coming out a butterfly. Mm-hmm. I feel similar and that like, I don't even totally recognize myself right now, which is <laughs> exciting, but also like, what the fuck? <laughs> My animal analogy to this is, and this one's going to be great, guys. Our neighborhood is currently infested with rabid raccoons. Oh, God. (laughs) And if you did not know, when an animal is rabid, it walks around really sluggishly and like it's inebriated and loud noises and people won't scare it like it normally does. They're kind of just out of it and they're like, what's going on? I feel like I started the first three weeks of the new year like a rabid raccoon. And I am just now getting better and out of my rabies central. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds horrible. That's how the first week of this year was for me. Well, <sighs> and, uh, we let's just say we always know that January is going to have a slow start. But the first two weeks of January felt like 75 years. Did. And then the last two weeks of January felt like, felt like a, a whole month. It felt like a whole month, but also like a sprint, like a marathon mm-hmm. that we mm-hmm. sprinted through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But it was great. It was it was literally great. Minus <laughs> his first two rabid weeks. Because truthfully, so and this cannot be underestimated. The effects of major surgery and like the healing of your body and anesthesia and brain fog, etc. I had all of that in November. The surgery was in November. And I feel like towards the end of December, I was like just getting out of that. It takes 16 weeks for like swelling to go down, but like anesthesia to also start to wear off and to be like fully out of your system. And so (laughs) I think I was ending, you know, it was like New Year's Eve and I was like, okay, I'm back. Like I can feel it. My brain is coming. I'm excited. This whole, it's going to be great. And then freaking like four or five days into the new year, I got so sick, so sick. I, it wasn't COVID. I was testing negative like three times, but it was awful. Like the sickest I've been in like years and so that I feel like set me back because I definitely had some brain fog from that too. So it took me like, I feel like a week longer than I wanted it to, to like dive back in, even though I really 
like truly wanted to. Sometimes, you know, you want to dive back in, but you're like, oh, this extra break is nice. I was sitting there like in bed, like, ugh so frustrated that I like couldn't participate in things. Mm -hmm. So that was annoying for me, but now I feel better. Well, I'm glad you're better. And I know I said it to you when it happened, but I'll say it again. It was, if you were going to be that sick for that long, you picked the best week of the year to do it. Right. I was actively onboarding to the four new people that started in January, which that, that's like a whole <laughs> side note. <laughs> side note, that was like a whole conversation. But I was, ex- I would have had zero minutes for you anyway. And right, so right. You were like, was, okay, bye, go to sleep. <laughs> I was like, go sleep. I don't have time to talk to you. Anyway. Yeah. So but here's, here's the funny thing too, is one of those team members was, is my actual husband. And so his very first week at this new job with full of meetings and onboardings and trainings and check-ins. I'm in bed like (laughs) dying and our kid is home all week because I didn't know if I had COVID. And so I'm the sick one and the main parent that week because I'm like, no, go start your new job. Don't even look at me. We will just (laughs) die over here. It's fine. So that was also hard. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) Anyway, all of that to say, it was for Emily, I think there was a, a lot it was of dramatic. There was a lot <laughs> going on. But in the first part of the month, we were interviewing for two positions and looking for a marketing assistant and a lead graphic and web designer. The web designer specifically, graphic and web designer specifically, was backfilling a position that we had promoted someone internally and the marketing assistant is a totally new role for the company. And so it was exciting, but also just felt like in my experience, hiring is a major disruption to my work because I manage so much of the recruitment, like fulfillment, interview process, all of that. But for the first time ever, I was really insistent (laughs) that the person that was ultimately managing these people was also involved in the process. And because it was new, it literally made half the team, half the team distracted for like half the month, which is like a lot of time to have that many people not thinking about their normal role. Mm -hmm. But it felt like a necessary evil. And I'm not mad about it because I know for next time, they're going to be so much better prepared. But it was hard because normally Mm -hmm. I'm used to me being distracted. And then I can just like silo myself off and like try not to affect the rest of the team. But it's it felt like I like sucked half the team into my void. And (laughs) yes, I don't know. Yes, I don't really know. And it was fine. And it was necessary. And it's just it's one of those things where you know, we just talked about last episode, the slowdown, the speed up. And it was exactly that January is 100% the slowdown to speed up kind of mentality where we knew there were things that were going to be pushed off the list. We knew things were going to be like closer to deadlines. And we even like repeated a podcast episode because I didn't have a voice for a week and stuff like that. But it was, we know the work being put in now is going to set up the entire team better in the future and help us get through this kind of stuff faster next time. So it's worth it. Made it annoying, but it was worth it. (laughs) (laughs) But we did find two people. Mm -hmm. And we, so two people had been 
we had sent out offers in December. So their mm-hmm. start date was earlier in the month of January. And then two of the people we were interviewing for, we sent out offers and they were starting in late, late January. Mm-hmm. But that being said, we did have a team mixer in the middle. So two two people had started. So at that point, we were a team of eight Mm -hmm. And tell them a little bit about our 2022 kickoff. Yeah, the kickoff call was really cool. It was, you know, a lot, there's a lot of firsts for us as a team because this is the first time we've had this many employees and we've been this size and there's been this many people intimately involved in the strategy and the plan and like the decision making. And Abby and I are trying to do a really good job at like, really transferring that ownership for various pieces in the company. And I think I got to, I got to really share what that could look like with our kickoff. So we shared our goals and our our launch plans and ideas that we have for this year, expectations for the team and how different departments were going to shape out what we wanted to accomplish this year, like product and client wise, but also like taking time off. And we shared the like specific five plus weeks of PT, like pay time off that we already have set in place for our entire team. Mm -hmm. And then we also got to like know everyone a little bit. So I had everyone work on a vision board using our templates that you can find at the creative template shop. And I said, use this vision board to reflect just for 2022. It can be both personal and professional, but I want to use it as a way to, to get to know you a little bit better, to help support you in succeeding the goals that you say that you want and the way that you want to live your life. Because we talk about being a life first company all the time. And we want that to reflect within our culture and our team as well. And so it was so, so cool. Everyone had like three to five minutes to really share their vision board, talk about why they put it on there, what it meant for them. And we as their leaders and then their managers being on that call as well, got to really see, okay, here's a goal of of my teammate. And if there's a way that I can help support them in making that happen, I can do that. So it was really cool getting to see. Yeah, no, I think it was really critical to get a glimpse into what they wanted to work towards. And I felt like it was a really unique opportunity to see what's important to other people in, in perhaps a format you wouldn't normally hear. I think it's really easily, it's easy to get sucked into only talking about work when you're in a remote environment, because when you hop on, like bantering feels like you're wasting the meeting in a Uh way. But it's it's so crucial. It's so important. Mm -hmm. And I think the rest of our team is still figuring that out. Like, Mm -hmm. I think some of them would rather just like get into it. And I'm like, no, no, you don't know, but nope. I you know. need to chat for three to five minutes about what you did this weekend. <laughs> yeah, because it's going to be important to build relationships and yep. feel connected. And so I love that we had that opportunity to share. And I will say it was super interesting because I do. There were several team members who had never done an activity like that, and because it's not, in my opinion, it wasn't their. They're not the forward thinking type like that's just not a part of their personality right and so getting them to think forward 
was cool mm-hmm. because then then they just we got a glimpse into things that they wouldn't normally share because that's just not part of who they are typically. Right. But I I loved pushing our team to do that and I think it was really cool and I hope we can continue to do that next year. Mm-hmm. It'll we be even, interesting. I, I mean I would consider doing like a you know I want to do like a recap all team meeting at the end of this year. And I know not everyone got to fill out their vision boards who's going to be on our team, but getting to share, how did you feel that this stuff came true for you? What do you wish had changed because you didn't get to do more of this or whatever it might be? And I think Mm -hmm. that can be a really cool way to continue to support our team and achieving the things that they say that they want. Yeah. I think one of the things that we spend a lot of time on that... I don't necessarily hear other people talking about as much is really critical pieces that are important in building our team culture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to me, these team mixers and even just the way we run our meetings, so much of it is driven by defining a culture with intention Instead of just like letting a culture happen. Yep. And I I used to sit there and what we had these questions out loud with each other of like WTF is culture actually. And how do you make it happen? And I think one of the main reasons why we struggled for so long is because we were trying to create culture of a team of contractors. And that is just entirely different when you have people who are employees, even if they're part time on your team that have a little bit more buy in with you and your mission and the overall impact that the company actually has. Well, buy-in is a huge piece of it. I was in a management training yesterday. Haven't even had a chance to share this with you yet, but we were talking a lot about buy-in and creating, creating that as a piece of the puzzle. And so much of it comes down to engagement which seems interesting. You'd think mm-hmm. buy-in is just like a belief in the mission, but it is literally engaging in activities that are moving your business forward and that they feel a connection to, to the point that like they actually have to have ownership over some of these things. You can't just be the director all the time. Mm-hmm. You have to hand them the baton, so to speak, like you had to, you have to let them lead to. And it's a very weird transition because Emily and I have been in this season for so long where the direction always came from us. Mm-hmm. And now we get it from all direct, like we have it coming from <laughs> up, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, right. And so we've never been in a situation until recently where our team was driving what we should be doing too, which is like cool, but also weird. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. I think, so I would love to talk for a second before we dig into some of the things we've worked on and planned. Let's talk about the transition of us being the leaders of the company to developing departments. We're still in it. And so I don't think I, you know, I don't think I can give a definitive, like, these are the lessons I'm learning and and how to make it perfect for you. I'm very excited about departments and, and really trusting in departments to 
make the decisions that their team needs to do in order to reach the agreed upon company goal. And for so long, Abby and I would decide those, the goal and the action steps needed, and then delegate it. Again, we're talking about contractors, right? So it was like, okay, this person is going to do this part for us. Like it just is a, a to do, it's a task. It's a do this thing when you're done. Now I have it. And then I put it into the puzzle of the overall like launch plan or strategy behind this thing or whatever. And now it is a much more, yes, there are obviously still tasks that need done, but it is, I am, I am checking in with a department to see what they think needs to happen, where they're at in their goals, what ideas they have for implementation and strategy, and really using and relying on their expertise in that department to help shape the decisions, like the overall decisions. Yeah. And I would say we're still very, very much at the beginning stages of this, but it's the goal being that we're shifting from a task-based business to an outcome based specifically for leadership. Like obviously uh, tasks have to still happen. Like that's part of it. But instead of Emily and I directing every task and every outcome, we are suggesting the vision for the overall company, the financial goals associated with those things, and then giving directives to individual departments in the pieces that they own. And so part of it is while I would say we definitely have a traditional department set up where like titles that make sense together and key roles make sense together. Regardless of that, I still tried to critically organize the people on our team so that they would be, we could get them all behind certain metrics and like objectives. And so the problem we were starting to experience is people who've been on the team longer are used to worrying, literally worrying about every aspect Mm -hmm. of the company from customer service inquiries to generating leads to sales and everything in between. Mm -hmm. And as the company grows and as we touch more people, like from a like global perspective, like the content, where does it go? The emails, where do they go? The clients, where do they go? Like, as that grows, the complexity of all those problems grow. And all of a sudden that worrying like becomes distracting Mm -hmm. because you start to look at the whole picture too much. And then you're not moving forward the things that are ultimately important to your department. And so our, our goal, and it's going to take some time, I think, especially for people who've been around longer. Some retraining. Yeah. Like unlearning that. Yeah. I don't need you to worry about this, this, and this. Right. I want you focused over here because it is essential to the function of your team. Yep. And our teams work together, our teams collaborate, and our teams may strategize together. But at the end of the day, you're responsible for this. Your piece. Exactly. And I'm excited about what that looks like because I think there's been several people, myself included, where you end up worrying about all of it. And then you can't, 
you can't show up fully. And well, so it's, it's just the whole, it's goes down to like, oh, there's too many cooks in the kitchen kind of thing. Like that's there's true. too many cooks in the main kitchen. You need to be in your own niche kitchen and then be managing that. Right. It's literally like dividing up courses. Like you, you're focused on this. You're focused on this. You're focused on like, and right. quite literally, just to give you a preview, we landed on four departments for now. That may evolve, but right now it's marketing, sales, programs, and finance. And in terms of key things they're focused on, it's lead gen, sales, client experience, and then operational activities, but also like people management and taking care of our team, talent, retention, that kind of stuff. But it's so different to think about it in in like buckets. Yes. Well, and like re unlearning how to rely on other people, not out of a trust thing at all, but like, oh yeah, this is your job and this is your expertise. Let me come to you. I don't have to do it. I don't have to like be the driver of every part of this piece. I can bring it to you and present it and talk about it and collaborate and help you. But ultimately, like, I don't have to also then do it all, which is great. I think a lot of this, so definitely, I felt like some of this direction came from our coach. I also feel like some of it came from us really investing in a human resources consultant last year. But I do want to spend some minutes talking about our executive leadership training that yeah. happened in January, because I think both of us at the end of, or even beginning of December, we're starting to feel like, okay, so I get, <laughs> I get the concept of managing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I understand what it means But tactically, since we've never really had a good example, like I I had, I had a lot of managers that just let me loose. Right. And like gave me a long list of things to do. And I did them and I was a good kid, you know, but I never really had someone who fostered a relationship, fostered growth in me, partnered with me to, I mean, somewhat like, but I felt like it would be like in seasons or like they do it for two weeks and then they'd get distracted. And and so- Well, there's a difference in management and executive leadership. And that's really what we started to find. I think think at the beginning, we were seeking, okay, how do we be a better manager? And we were definitely learning some stuff and we were seeing some stuff and we were executive leaders and managers for a while. And then when our department started to shape up even more and we had more people step into leadership roles, it came from, oh, I'm realizing it is different to, quote unquote, manage a task doer position and manage a manager, right? Lead a manager. And so we started asking around with resources that we have to read books, listen to podcasts, take trainings, whatever, to learn how to be a leader and a good manager. And I remember asking a bunch of people I know, and I got some book requests. I got some old corporate-y kind of training like examples. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. So finally, we got suggested an incredible resource. And so I hopped on a call with Makita Andrews. And I was like, everything you have is awesome. 
and I want something a little bit more. And so she offers an accelerated management program that we're ultimately sending all of our managers at some point in their career at Boss Project through so they can learn how to be better managers and delegate properly and have performance reports and check-ins and communication standards and be confident in their skills. And then I was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. I want all of that but like kind of tailored for Abby and I, what, what is something like that? What, what could that look like? And so she was incredible and shared with us an executive leadership training and ultimately was five weeks. We were spending a couple hours a, a week within her training, getting direct coaching from her. And I love that it was a mix of both tangible, strategic, here's a template, here's copy, here's a canned response, here's like an exact process to follow, but also coupled with like visionary mindset thinking activities to really get us like honed into how we show up innately. And because of who we are innately, how do we craft a leadership plan around who we naturally are as a person? Freaking phenomenal. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more 
Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. I feel like the growth I've personally been through in the last month is... <sighs> <laughs> better than better than the year and a half I spent pursuing my master's degree for sure. Yeah. Even though I never finished on purpose, <laughs> by the way. I I won't yep. finish and I will never finish on purpose. Right. Yep. Quitter, anyway. no regrets. No regrets. Anyway, I I'm excited about what that means. And I for me, a lot of it came down to I needed less theory. I needed yeah. someone to like give me a template. Give me a, a structure. And that's what I mean where I feel like it's an amazing – and this isn't just a pitch for Makita Andrews, although it could be. <laughs> Email us if you have a question. But it, it is truly such a good balance of very strategic, you know, here's actually how to do it. It's based off a framework that someone much smarter than you developed, so just freaking follow it, to like, okay, but what's your spin on it? And how do you feel comfortable accomplishing this? And what's yeah. going to work best for you? Love it. Yeah, so it's great. great. It's great. Okay. If you have any questions, right. DM us. <laughs> yeah, totally fantastic. Okay. So what did this, we start making in January? Talk about it. This thing <laughs> is, I literally, okay. So back it up, back it up, peep the shoe, move it over, move it over. 10 out of 10. Anyway. Okay. If you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so Trello for business has been our baby for years. Yeah. Right? Remember remember that little thing we made that completely disrupted the online creative space because people didn't know how to like actually function in their day-to-day -day and what tasks to do. So we like built the thing that worked for their brains and like over 10,000 people saw it and it changed their lives. Do you remember that thing? Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely remember that thing. <laughs> okay. So it made some waves and mm -hmm. it has done some incredible things over the years. And we've been keeping a secret. Mm -hmm. We left Trello. <laughs> oh, so, so here's the deal. So <laughs> we completely disrupted the industry when we made Trello for business yes. and shared how our brains and creative brains work and how you can best accomplish your day-to-day, -day, your planning and specific niche areas in your totally. online business. And it is amazingly beneficial for solopreneurs, Absolutely. for people without teams. You might work with a couple of contractors, but it's really tight. It's really intimate. You really don't have more than like three clients at a time. It's a very simple business with simple task, easy breezy. Once you scale past that and you're wanting to onboard more clients, grow a team, scale up your offer, and really provide a deeper and more detailed project base for your clients, yes. you're yes. going to realize that you're missing some stuff. Absolutely. And that's 
what we realized about a year and a half ago, we were struggling with a transition out of Trello into nothingness. We didn't really know what was next. We tried a couple of different things. Ultimately, we did what you shouldn't do. And, and we did kind of nothing about it for like a year and a half. And I, kn- I know before for we a- switched before, before we, we switched. Yes. Yeah. I know for a fact that we went back to old habits of post-it notes and phone reminders and boxers and Slack messages and whatever, because we knew that the system we were using wasn't built for our growing team and our growing business, but we didn't quite know what was next. And so we finally landed on something and we gave ourselves a year and a half before we were like, oh, this is how it could work for our clients. This is actually what they're missing. This is why Trello or other platforms isn't going to work for the way that we teach our clients how to grow and scale their client-based business. So what will? And we're building a sauna for business. And dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> And honestly, it's been life-changing. It's for going our- to disrupt the online industry again. <laughs> I know gonna be so good I am so excited whether you realize it or not I would I would like to think that maybe you guys know this by now but productivity and systems is literally why we are on this planet yeah yep. <laughs> and we we made a product that changed the lives of tens like ten thousand people over ten thousand people and now we're like let's do it again but let's do this on a way more intimate, way more impactful level. And so instead of rolling it out to the masses, which we could, and we could sell 10,000 of it plus easily, we are making this an exclusive benefit to our incubator clients. Mm -hmm. And so if you, if it's more than just you, if you have a team at all, I highly encourage you to apply for yep. the incubator because honestly this piece alone is worth well more than the cost of the program. Yep. But I can't tell you how much time and attention I'm putting into this and I would love to like birth it all at once, but I just I really want to take my time to make sure this is including all the essential tools people need. And well, the cool thing, once you're inside the incubator, if there's a special need of your business, we're going to build we it. Want, we build it for you. We, we, we make it. Absolutely. <laughs> That's why Absolutely. we're keeping it close to the chest because it is the, the way that we structured Asana for Business is fully built off of the framework that we walk our incubator clients through. And so unless you have the other pieces of the program, parts of Asana for Business won't make sense for you and you won't know how to use it because you won't have done that work first. Is that the right way that you say that? Yeah. Okay. It just sounded weird. (laughs) Yeah. You won't have done that work first. Absolutely. Like this is a building block and there are literally pieces that came before it that are essential to you having this be successful. And there are pieces that come after it that are going to enhance it as well. And I just like, I'm so excited about so good. Yep. I just can't, I can't wait for our client. Like our clients are just now getting their hands on it mm-hmm. and more pieces are rolling out in the coming weeks. So this is being dripped and I, ugh. I just know it's going to be transformative because I know what it's done for us. And we went from, for many years, 
when it was just Emily and I, we were very organized. We were very strategic. We knew exactly what we needed to be working on. We spent the time planning. And as the business grew and we had more contractors involved, it felt like a lot more giving direction, but you can't ultimately tell a contractor when to complete certain things. You can just say, here's the list and you Mm -hmm. might give like a deadline, but there isn't like you can't do a lot about checkpoints in the middle. Right. And so because of that, it got harder to do that. And so we we switched to doing a lot more meetings and a lot more like just like Slack check-ins because it had to be more casual. Like literally, yeah. legally, we weren't allowed to be as dictating as we want. Yeah. As much like giving as much direction and management as we wanted to. Mm-hmm. But then the funny thing is we went through this massive shift before we started hiring like this this started in december of oh gosh 2020 2020 yeah Yeah, Yeah. december of 2020 and then by the summer of 2021 i went like we had done a massive part on the marketing side and then i like pushed for like refining all these other processes in addition to and we have been using it and learning from it and changing things that are aren't working and adjusting and also that we can be really confident that we know how it works best for our team yeah. and ultimately give other people tools where they can adapt it for them cuz Trello was like this is it this is the only way to use it and with this especially since we have people in so many different industries, it's more teaching the framework and they're going to have to build out some of the templates that are specific to their business, but we're showing them how and why and what the process looks like. And I'm stoked up about it. We also started planning an event that we're going to have in March of this year. And you all are going to hear about it here in three weeks. By the time you're listening to this, three weeks? Yeah, or less even, yeah. I am so excited for this. We have not had an online event like this in years, and we loved doing them when we did them, but it's coming back in a way that we've never done it before, and it's going to be even more impactful and better, and I'm not sure how much we want to tease about it right now. Question mark? I'll wait a little bit. I feel like there's a couple more things I want to button up, but Uh I will say if you're a service provider... March, what day? 29th? 29th. March well, 29th. 21st is when you need to be listening to. February, yeah, February 21st is when you need to be listening. But go ahead, if you're a service provider, Walk just preemptively mark off March 29th. You don't know. And the 30th. And the 30th. You don't know you're going to be busy, but you're going to be busy. I'm telling you right now, you're going <laughs> to be busy. And it's going to be well worth your time. And I will yep. say, for those of you who have participated in the Summit of Ours in the past, this is 100% live. This is 100% live. It's different. It's amazing. And if you want to hear about it first, you need to just go to bossproject.com slash incubator and start the conversation and apply and you'll hear about it very first. Absolutely. It's going to be great. Okay. I don't want to spend a ton of time on this next thing, but I do want to mention it. I want to have like a whole episode about this at some point once we like button this up even more. But the other thing that we started in January is... We have a leadership team now, and we decided to have leadership meetings. 
And then we decided to like actually create an agenda and structure to those meetings. And we have our third one this week. So like, they're still really, really new to us. But how obsessed with them are you? It is the most mind boggling change I think we've maybe ever made. Yes. <laughs> and, and I don't okay, think that, I don't say that lightly. Okay, so just to give you a little like just like a nugget of context, because Emily and I are so intuitively connected, we have had very casual interactions for six years. Yep. I mean, everything about the way we've run the business has been casual like to describe it and and when she says intuitive she literally means we're telepathic with each other and it's not just us but apparently we do it in front of other people and we've known we've done it sometimes in front of our team before but we were literally in our executive leadership training last week and or two weeks ago and we did it without realizing it and then the week after mac was like yeah i know what you're talking about when you say you like speak in code or like don't complete don't finish your sentences and the other one knows what you're talking about because you did it last week and we were like what (laughs) so she explained the whole situation to us and when it just happens and so we're trying to do better at like okay we can't keep living in that silo of just our two brains being in wavelength and then expect everyone else to know well and that's that's the thing so we've we've been warned (laughs) <laughs> we have been warned the the potential biggest area for team breaking down mm-hmm. is well I would say two things one you have to set really clear expectations and you probably didn't set enough of them and you're going to have to keep setting them and you're going to have to keep getting clear and then but coupled with that a lot of it comes down to communication when your team grows to this point you're going to have conversations where not everyone is was in the room because it literally financially doesn't make sense for everyone to be in the room all the time. Right. But you have to figure out ways to disseminate information so people are up to speed on what's happening and where we're going. And But to the extent that we're talking about this, if Emily and I were intuitive and telepathically communicating about an upcoming launch, we would just be like, I need to still do, yeah. okay, yeah, oh, yeah, got it. And I got the other thing, yep. Mm -hmm. And then literally one of us would do it, (laughs) but that's obviously not going to work if we need help. No. And so it is because Emily and I have built this rapport. I will say the leadership meetings are very draining for my energy right now. Yes. Because there's so much you have to explain. There's so, yeah, I feel like I'm really explaining my thoughts and my why and my process and when I've just not had, when that's not been required of me before, there's definitely been an ease. I do think that will come with time. I do mm-hmm. think as oh, people yeah. get more aware, it'll become less draining, but at least initially it's felt like a big shift of energy. And like, I go into that knowing I'm going to be exhausted afterwards, Yeah, yep. but it is, it has been really eye opening, even in just the couple of meetings we've had where when you give people ownership and then you give them room to not just have it, but like showcase it and lead the discussion and lead the the path forward. There are things that have come up in our business in the last two, literally two weeks in the last two weeks that I don't think Emily and I would have 
ever entertained if we had no, continued to run the it would have been one of those like oh yeah that would be nice okay yeah we're never gonna have time and i don't have the capacity to do it so we're just not gonna worry about it and we'll build a business without ever dealing with that <laughs> great for literally <laughs> yeah. yeah and now they're like oh no this is important okay great but knowing and this is this is the part that it's this is the part that i know i'm gonna struggle the most with is as they bring these things to the table at least initially, it feels like, well, all the things they want to accomplish are also now my responsibility, <laughs> which is not actually what's happening. But right. like, it feels that way. And so yeah. I know I'm going to have to shift some of that. And and part of it is so much of the team is still new. Yeah, that like, you obviously have to hold them to the expectations they set for themselves. And so that's like a management thing. And the management is also new. So like all of it's new. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot, but yeah. it, but it's a good lot and I'm excited about it. And so my, my, my hope for us is that you and I can come up with a system to feel like we are yeah. empowering our team yeah. and holding we're them working on this weekend. So I know. Thank more, gosh. more to come on that, y'all. Sure. This is real time lessons learned like two weeks ago that we're sharing with yeah. you. And we're we're going to build a framework that's going to empower our team and they're going to be clear on our expectations, but it's also going to set them to our expectations. And yeah. so... Instead of having to also now own all their thoughts and ideas in our brain, too, that, like, they have a framework to check in on them. So, yeah. trust me, I need that, like, literally two weeks ago. Uh-huh. But we are actively working on it, and I'm really excited about what that means for yeah. the growth of our company. So, expect more updates about that, because I do love talking about leadership with you. I feel like this is one of the conversations I feel like that people find a hard time putting into words. And the only resources that are out there right now are really corporate and male dominated ways of being a leader. Mm -hmm. And the conversation isn't being talked about a lot with like micro teams. Like, yes, we have 10 employees, which like feels like a lot for some of you listening probably, but like it's tiny in comparison to the resources that are out there. Yeah, because 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 here's the dis here's the disassociation. You're either it's just you and you got a couple contractors, mm -hmm. or you have fifty to two hundred employees. And when you have that volume of employees, what happens with their role is they get really siloed into a specific type of task. Like yeah. even like a salesperson, for instance. Like I was watching some content around like leading a sales team because right. We have a sales team now. Yeah. And they were talking about checking in, but it was so obvious when he was describing this person's role that a hundred percent of their role was literally just like talking to potential clients, like absolutely no expectations of other activities. And we're still small enough that we absolutely have to have cross-departmental yep. collaboration. Yep. And like you're, you still have expectations. We have expectations of everyone on our team that is just like a part of your job yep. to show up for clients, to show up for live events. And like event support would literally be someone's job in yeah. a 200 person right. employee company. Right. right. But in our company, everyone's expected you have to, to play show up. multiple roles. Right. Right. So, so we need to communicate that. <laughs> well, yeah. And so, but to your point, the the resources are either are very 
for a one person show or a 200 person company yeah. or, or bigger. Or even more. Like I was talking to my aunt about it, who we talk about business stuff all the time. I love how her brain works and she's been a huge asset. And the company she works for has 1100 employees. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's not, that's not what we're talking about here. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, it's definitely going to be more. Yeah. And so anyway, yeah. I feel like I could More do a whole, I, I could do a whole deep dive on that, but mm-hmm. I will just say there is a lack of resources out there, and that is why we built the incubator yep. because yep. we want to build resources for women-led, yep, small businesses who are Micro struggling, teams. who are hiring teams, who are struggling to find the resources for how to lead their company. I yep. want to lead the way in this space, so let's chat out. about it. Head over to Instagram. <laughs> At Boss Project, send us a message if you have questions about Teams and Asana. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.